Episode 19, Gary Brackett, CEO of Stacked Pickle. Welcome to Gut Plus Science. Analytics about people. Insights for executives. Truth you can act on. A high-energy, fast-paced, results-oriented exchange featuring employee engagement evangelist and CEO, your host, Nikki Llewellyn. Hey, it's Nikki, and welcome back to Gut Plus Science, where we collect stories from passionate people leaders. We hear from CEOs, their successes and their failures, which are the roots of their today's best practices. So this show is a mix of our experiences, our intuitions, and concrete data that help to guide our decision-making processes. So here's my thing today. Rather than guess, it's so important to truly know why our people stay working for us and our brand. So for example, here's a a shocking statistic. 33% of professionals say that they are bored and need a new challenge, and that is their motivation for moving on to another job. So one-third of people right now are bored in their current position and why they are ready to find their next career. And I bet if leaders knew this ahead of time or just were more aware of it, we'd be having more conversations, more training, more success paths that we'd be working on with our uh, employees to help change this ahead of time. So I think we've got to figure out ways to truly hear what our employees need and get ahead of things like I'm bored and need a new challenge. We need to know this ahead of time. So what are those tools? Today, we're going to learn from, get this, a Super Bowl champ turned CEO that's doing a great job of hearing his people and having individual engagement plans for his team members. So Gary Brackett, he's the CEO of Stack Pickle. From the minute you walk into Stack Pickle, if you've been there, you can feel this energy of you know the people, and he's the man behind it. So we're going to learn from him today. So let's have him take us behind the scenes of Stack Pickle. But first, let's hear from an awesome Gut Plus Science sponsor. We'll be right back. Are you still using Pulse surveys? How about annual questionnaires? If your organization relies on either of these, it's time to discover Amplify. Amplify has created a new way to measure employee engagement. It's where CEOs who want to know what's really happening within a workforce go to get honest feedback and to understand what needs to change for people to love their work. Companies that have used Amplify have increased productivity by as much as 30% in just three months. Best of all, it's not just data that Amplify provides. Executives get hands-on coaching with engagement specialists, people who know exactly what to do with the data. To see their latest research on employee engagement, visit Amplify.com. Gary, welcome to the show. So we're so looking forward to learning from you today. And I know you founded an award-winning restaurant chain that is in high growth mode and a core of your success is related to the unique things you're doing to pour into your people. So culture and engagement is a big part of your strategy. So there's so much that we're going to cover today in such a short episode. But first up, just to kind of get aligned, what does an engaged employee look like in your organization or how do you define employee engagement? I think that they're vocal. I think employee engagement, that person is not afraid to speak up, not afraid to respond to an email, to offer solutions. We always say the the adage, my door is always open, but but no one ever knocks. But I think an engaged employee knocks on your door and he challenged you, um, you know, as an employer, as a CEO, to do some things that could be rewarding or maybe think outside of your comfort zone in order to, you know, lift, you know, the organization. Yeah, no, that's great. And you know, one of the key psychological conditions of engagement is what we call psychological safety, where an employee feels like they can speak up, share what's on their mind, share new ideas. 
sometimes companies struggle with creating that culture. So I'm just curious, how do you infuse that amongst like all of your different managers where each location has that same feel that they can speak up and that their voice is ready to be heard? It's amazing. Um, Our director of ops showed a video in our last meeting and it was a guy talking about a magician whose hands was tied and he was put inside of a cage. And for several hours, he was doing everything he could to untie himself to open up the cage door. So he got so frustrated, he leaned on the door and the door opened, right? The guy who put him in the cage forgot to lock the door. And it was so so obvious that he didn't do. So we always challenge our managers, what's something so obvious that we could do a better job with? And that really sparked engagement in every you know, meeting, we try to figure out something that we can spark some engagement so that people could just start throwing some ideas out there. Because as, you know, nine locations, I always say it's not an advantage if we don't take advantage of it. And our advantage is that shared knowledge that once we get everyone on the same page, uh, we can we can grow exponentially. So in your world, I know you're always hiring. It's just part of the industry. And, you know, you have shared that with me, that that is just something that's just a foundational practice. Um, What are you doing to uniquely attract new team members? I think one of the things that we like to do is really get employee engagement in that sector as well. And we try to get some referrals. I mean, typically when we have great chemistry inside of a restaurant, um, you know, people want to work with people that, that like to have fun. And when you're doing a good job, your employees are referring their friends in for jobs. So at our best stores, that's typically how we source our new employees by having our current employees vouch for them. And I think that becomes a strong validation point for someone looking for a job, um, wanting to be a good time, making good money. Well, if they get validation from one of their friends, typically you're going to have another good employee. And I think all of us would agree that our people are the best to source us the next generation of who's coming into our organization because they also help us hire for cultural fit, not just somebody who's needing a job. So I'm, I'm curious because people are always asking this question, what should I do to recognize people that are bringing in and, and helping us recruit? How do I reward them? How do I recognize them? Any tips on that? Yeah, several ways. I mean, obviously, the one is financial, right? You could throw out uh, a bonus um, that if someone works, typically we do if someone stays on 60 to 90 days, they, they get some type, some sort of a bonus. So it's just not hiring people and then um, getting released. But I think also it's, um you know, people are, are incentivized different ways. Some people are monetarily, some people want time off. They want that Friday and Saturday off because they want to travel for the weekend. Or, or some people want that Friday and Saturday shift and because they know that's their, the best shift in the restaurant, they can make good money. So I think rewarding them other type of ways also uh, incentivizes them and it doesn't always have to be monetary. And I love that, like making it something unique to them, like what drives them and what matters to them. If each individual store manager is able to have that kind of relationship with their employee where they know, hey, I know this person really values their time off. This other person, very much motivated by an extra bonus. I think, you know, that speaks volumes because our people want to feel heard. And if we're doing things custom, you know, based on tapping into what it is that our employees want, I, I think that's huge. That's awesome. So we hear a lot on the show, the challenges around consistency and communication when you've got a distributed workforce. So you're, you have multiple locations, consistently growing, all kinds of different managers. 
it can be really hard to keep everybody on the same page. So what are some of the keys to keeping that uniformity and all employees on the same page from a communication standpoint? We actually invested in a training headquarters where we can host up to 30 of our uh, managers, our employees uh, inside of our corporate office where we can give training sessions. And we do that quarterly. And it's funny, you know, um, it's the joke that the CEO say he wants to train everyone and the CFO says, you know, that's going to cost a lot of money. What if we train them and they leave? And the CEO responds, what if we don't train them and they stay? And I think a couple of years ago, we were tasked with that. Like we really wanted to level up some of our employees. So I think investing in a training center actually helped out um, tremendously. In addition to that, we have weekly communications with our general managers to get everyone on the same page about any updates. And I think things like that, we're now moving um, to more cloud-based systems where everyone's store is responsible for 30, 60, 90s, our diner donates, our list. And we're now putting them on a Google Drive platform where each manager can see what other stores are doing and, again, learn from some best practices. But then for us, um, our, our great tools, we then have documentation of that. And if for every reason um, that general manager leaves us or, uh, you know, something occurs, we, we have a documented store on the cloud and able to access that and still run that store very effectively. When you think of leaders in your organization, so those would be your, your managers at your stores, Correct. right? Yep. Am I missing anybody? Okay. So what would you say are the greatest qualities of those leaders that come to mind first? I think ability to learn. I think I, I, I want managers that are hungry for knowledge, right? I want managers, you know, writing requests that I send them to a conference in Chicago or that, you know, they can take an online class. And I think that hunger for knowledge, because in our industry, um, like so many industries, technology is taking over. And there's so many um, things that are out here now. And someone has to be in the forefront of learning that. So I really think, you know, someone who has a hunger for that knowledge and also communication, you know, communicating effectively and not letting one incident in our day affect our whole attitude. If something occurs to you at 8.30, 9 a.m. in the morning, at 3, 3.30, you should not still have attitude. And, you know, having that short-term memory to be able to, you know, handle situations after they arise, but then don't let that situation affect the rest of your day. I think that's what a, a great manager looks like in our, in, for a snack pickle. I love that. Hungry to learn, effective communicator, and emotionally intelligent. That's it. I'm curious to know, how do you measure the impact of your different stores or understand maybe which stores might need some more love versus other ones at certain times? When we gamify, like for our managers, we, we go a percentage of sales, a percentage of, because some stores sales, you know, you can't compete, right? Some stores are better locations, they're bigger, they're more known. So their sales, if it was just a sales contest, who's going to have the highest sales? That's not fair. And some of the lowest stores won't be engaged because they're like, we're never going to, you know, beat that. But if we say, hey, percentage of, you know, sales increased, then everyone has a chance. Um, so we just try to engage people at different levels to make it a fair playing field and make sure that everyone, is, you know, will be engaged and has a chance to win. What do your most engaged and thriving teams look like? I know you just mentioned gamification, and I'm curious if that is part of like all of the different stores leveraging gamification practices. Give us an example of a, a thriving store and the things that they're doing to just be like on fire, motivated and, and selling and just servicing customers well. 
Yeah, I think a motivated store for us, and we have several, I think all, you know, all management team is on the same page. They're having weekly meetings where they're discussing um, last week's performance and foreshadowing what they need to do this week to kind of beat their budget. So everyone is in tune and, and, uh, and, and is aware of the communications in their restaurant. They're also training cross-laterally everyone in different positions. You know, there's always situations that occur and our back of the house system where we do a lot of our accounting, there's an AGM, you know, or someone second in command in, in that location that if something happened to the GM, then they don't need to ask from another store or from the corporate office. They can eternally handle any shortcomings on their schedule. And they also identify, you know, key members, people in their restaurant that can also step up and run manager shifts so that, that's just a, a great store, a great place to be where, you know, you're self-sufficient and you need very little help from the corporate office. And I think those stores are one that's successful week in, week out because they have a plan in place. Gary, I'd be curious to hear in your adventure um, as a business owner, CEO of a fast growing restaurant organization, what's been your like greatest failure turned lesson, especially when it comes to people and engaging them and building a strong culture? It's amazing looking at someone's resume and because the resume kind of looks at what they've done in their, you know, in, in their past. But I think more importantly, a lot of people or some managers or even corporate folks that I hire on their past and on their resume have not performed at that same level. So I've really got more intelligent instead of asking how you did this at this company, more foreshadowing, like how would you approach this situation now? Because, you know, what people once were is not who they are currently and really understanding, you know, what makes them currently um, motivated, how they currently reach success, I think is more important than what they did in the future. And it's just saying that yesterday's home runs don't count in today's game. Um, It could be more true for the restaurant industry. You know, some people who we're working 67 hours a week now physically can't do that. They have children, they have other responsibilities and just really taking more of a snapshot of where they at currently and more important where they want to be at in the future uh, before they join our team. That just brings up a question around generations in the workplace. So we've never had such a wide span like we have today. Any insight on, you know, just best practices of how to, what, do you, what have you learned on how to really find out how to drive engagement in the youngest generations versus the older uh, generations. How are you doing that? You know, before old practice, I guess, was doing like a yearly review and everyone sitting around, you know, asking, wondering how, you know, the, the, the company values them. So now we switched it. We do quarterly reviews for our general managers who then do it for their assistant managers who then uh, do it for their, the service and, and the cooks inside the restaurant. And I think um, a lot of piece of the with the millennial generation, you know, a lot of times they're leaving jobs after 60, 90 days. So not, they're not even going to be there in time for the yearly review. So doing it on a more quarterly basis, you can ask them, hey, w- what are you trying to do? Like, is this something you think in long term? Like, are you getting another job? Let's communicate effectively. If you are, are you going to have availability then? Or do you still want to work? And I think being upfront about some of that communication really helps you out because it helps you plan that, hey, this person is going back to school in the fall. I know I'm going to lose them. I should be hiring for their position to make sure that I'm not sure once that occurs. 
That's really good. I know that you, Gary, and, and your team have always been very involved in the community, and many companies are just looking for ways, best practices around corporate social responsibility. So I just wondered if you, you might want to share some of the things that you're doing to just pour back into the community, and it's probably inspiring to your team members that they see meaning behind the Stack Pickle and much more than, you know, giving a great experience to customers that come in an awesome food, but giving back to the community and just kind of wondering, like, who in your organization is spending time doing that and just best practices around, you know, community involvement. Yeah, no, that's great. I think um very proud last year we were named number one uh, sports bar, number one neighborhood bar in Indianapolis on Indy's A-list. And that's important uh, to me. And I, I want to have uh, a strong connection inside the communities that we're, that we're in, not only employing residents, but also having um, dine to donate opportunities where we partner with uh, elementary school, a church, something where they bring people into our building um, and then we give them a portion back of that sales. We also do quite a bit golf events uh, where we go out and sponsor, you know, regular customers that come inside of our restaurants. And also, like, if there are any festivals um, inside of one of our communities, we typically try to attend that as well. It's one of those things where, you know, you, you have to be where the community is. And I think by doing that, you know, people know that they could count on us in the community if they had a choice to go to, you know, a more corporate chain that, you know, all they do is sit on, you know, never come outside, never engage in the community, or someone who's engaged in their community and actually gave back to your son's Little League team, you know, we just hope that they choose us um, when they have an opportunity to go spend that valuable dollars. And scientifically speaking, what makes people tick is the meaning behind what they're doing. And more than ever, especially in younger generations, the millennials and younger, it's like, that's the main thing. They want meaning in the work that they're doing more than just like the work in the workplace. I'm curious to know from your perspective, how do you find meaning or what's most meaningful about the work that you get to do every day? I think I have a very important task. Like our concept was built on us throwing the party every single day. And we always, you know, walk our managers, our young managers through a shift. Like if you're throwing a party, what are you going to do? You're going to make sure that your house is clean. You're going to make sure that you have enough food. You're going to make sure that it's cooked properly. You're going to make sure you have enough drinks. You're going to make sure everything is, make sure you have enough people in the right places. You're going to make sure that everyone has a smile on their face and everyone has a good time. Like we have the ability every single day in our restaurants to give that type of legendary service. And when we do it at our best, I mean, and I come visit restaurants and there's smiles on their faces and everyone's drink is full and everyone's belly is full and it's just a good time. I mean, that's a great feeling that despite what they felt before entering to your restaurant, you were able to create this atmosphere Right. Our motto was in here is always game time. So to create this atmosphere like it, it's a game, like something is going on. Something is happening inside these four walls. That's so cool. It just like brought a smile to my face when you said, I mean, our mission is we're throwing a party every day. You know, if you get your people behind that, it's like, who doesn't get jacked up about that? That's exciting. Really cool. So, you know, this time is flying by. Um, I, I'm going to we're going to transition and I want to learn some things about you. But my final question is. What would you say is uh, a, one of your challenges or the greatest challenge you have right now around engagement and culture that's just on the horizon for you to you know, have on your list to solve right now? I always, it, it's still some people in our organization that have an immense amount of power, immense amount of, of knowledge 
that aren't being fully utilized. So I want to create more opportunities for those people to showcase their talent. Because as we continue to grow um, with franchising, we're going to need more people, right? The, the people build brands. And I really want my job, you know, in, in LR just from football, how do I get the best out of someone, right? How do I get, you know, their most talented self to come out to the forefront and, th- and to be proud about that individual and, and letting them know that during that process, it's okay if they fail. And so many people, instead of failing, would rather not try. And that's not okay with me. I would rather you try and fail and use it as a learning experience than you sit back and do nothing. Awesome stuff. Really great, Gary. Hey, we're going to take a quick break and come back to what we call the lightning round and learn just a little bit about you. Custom Concrete has been creating foundations for the finest homes, commercial buildings, and industrial facilities throughout central Indiana since 1969. Builders, contractors, and homeowners rely on our expertise because so much depends on getting it right. Our knowledge and control of all aspects of the job, from excavation to waterproofing to backfill, means that extra value is built into every project. Codes don't drive our business. Excellence does. See the difference at customconcrete.com. All right, Gary, so welcome back to Gut Plus Science. Um, What we're going to do now is what we call the lightning round of Gut Plus Science, where we just ask some questions to learn a little bit more about the inside Gary Brackett. So what's your favorite thing to do outside of work? Coach my kids. So we have a unique one here for you. What's your greatest football memory? Ooh, my first ever time running at the tunnel as a starter. And where was that? Um, That was my second game of my career preseason in RCA Dome. Oh, cool. RCA Dome. Nice. And uh, favorite item on the menu at Stack Pickle? Ooh, that's a tough one. I would say the hangover burger. It has egg, bacon, and pepper jack cheese. And Gary, how can our listeners reach you? Um, my email is gary at stackpickle.com. And on social media, they can find me at Gary Breck. Gary, thanks so much for a great show today and helping us understand why your team members show up with such a magnetic personality, just such good energy throughout a restaurant chain that has many entry-level workers and constantly recruiting new people. It's so impressive to see what you've done from a uniform standpoint and all because you're pouring into each individual from an engagement strategy for each person. It's just super inspiring. Thanks for taking us behind the scenes of the Stack Pickle today. So a couple things we're going to do the truth you can act on section now where I give you just a a couple of uh, key takeaways that you can bring back to your team, start some new conversations and brainstorming all in the effort to drive employee engagement to new heights uh, in your organization. So number one, foster organizational beta mode. So far often uh, employees fall into a trap of saying like, this is how we've always done it, or this is, this is how it's done around here. Well, each individual brings unique insights and dynamics to our business. And it's so important to inspire our people to think outside the box and bring new ideas all in the effort of improving and advancing the organization. So how are we challenging people to bring new ideas and making it a safe place for them to bring their unique insights to help us grow the business and do things differently. Number two, it's not all about money. We hear this a lot, but rewarding great work with additional compensation and bonuses definitely never hurt, but it's getting caught up in that thinking that that is the thing for everybody to drive and engage workforce. And really there are so many things that 
give incentives for people to be more engaged at work, whether that's a flexible schedule or time off or, you know, more of a work-life balance or career advancement opportunities, more training, whatever those things are, it is important to take time and listen, figure out what they are, and then pour into our individuals, all through our managers, learning how to do this, to really be able to unlock their highest potential because we're pouring into what matters to them. Number three, get everyone on the same page. Yes, it's expensive to to continuously train employees. It's even more costly to hire new ones. So foster emotional ownership from our staff uh, for our business by investing in their success. So don't simply make employees aware of your best practices, encourage dialogue and feedback as a catalyst to develop better systems. So having dedicated training time is just so important, no matter what industry you're in. And especially in the restaurant industry, that's challenging. And Gary's definitely made time to do that. And I think that's really paying off and you can see it when you step into his uh, organization. And number four, mind the generation gap. So in our fast-paced world, millennials are often spending shorter amounts of time with their employers. So use this as an understanding of generational turnover to retain talent by connecting your work to the long-term goals and ambitions of the employees to help beat the odds. So with that, guys, such a great, another wonderful episode on Gut Plus Science, and we'll see you next week. Thanks again, Gary. We just left the world a little bit better. Now go do something with it.